0: Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Kimberly Majeski. Hi, Jim. Kimberly, this is Valentine's Day week.
1: That's right.
0: And I'm just guessing that your husband and your son are honoring you. Would that be true?
1: Let's hope they go all out.
0: (laughs) All out. And all out for me would be a huge red chocolate heart box. Mm. What do you think?
1: That sounds pretty good.
0: You're ready for it? Yeah. Well, you know, Valentine's Day has a lot of meanings, and I know some people who won't celebrate it. They feel like it's just a scheme of the greeting card companies. Mm. And I know some other people who just don't like it because, well, they don't have a valentine and they're feeling alone on this day, this week, and it doesn't have much energy for them. Other people who are just kind of worn out by it, but I think there's always something good to be said for telling someone else you care for them and that they're valuable to you, and that's kind of at the core of what Valentine's Day is about. But today on Viewpoint, we're not just talking about the Valentine's Day holiday. We're marking February 14th and the week that follows in a bigger picture, and that's what we call Freedom Sunday. And Freedom Sunday is a celebration and an investment. It is a call to action as well as a celebration in the fight against sex trafficking. And Kimberly, today in our studio, we have someone who's right on the front lines, who's been doing so much to help gather resources and network people who are delivering people literally from slavery in this day and age. Her name is Abby Knowles. Abby, thanks for coming alongside.
2: Oh, thanks so much for having me.
0: Abby, we're so glad you're here, and we're so thankful for what you do. And when we come back, we want to look a little bit at what the scripture says and actually talk about how that's being translated into real life here and now. Stay with us. Kimberly, I know you're a student of the Word, and you are also a Hebrew scholar. I mean, for me, anyone who even understands Hebrew (laughs) is a scholar, but you've dived in even beneath that. And in the Old Testament, we have a whole collection of what we consider to be divinely inspired words in Hebrew in the original tongue And one of the books that's so arresting in that Old Testament is the book of Proverbs. I mean, it's a collection of really smart and powerful truths, things that you can read just in staccato almost and be overwhelmed. But every time I visit the Proverbs, I just kind of stand up more straight because it has a little punch to it.
1: We classify it as wisdom literature. It's uh, literature that instructs our lives and uh, teaches us about the fear of God and about love and about how to live justly.
0: And these Proverbs do speak to many dimensions of life. But today, as we're thinking about Freedom Sunday, as we're thinking about setting people free from the mm. scourge of sex trafficking, I know that there's a proverb that's kind of jumped off the page at us. It's in Proverbs chapter 14, and I know it's right in front of you. What does it say?
1: Proverbs 14:31. Those who oppress the poor insult their maker, but helping the poor honors him.
0: Well, those who oppress the poor insult their maker. I mean, just that first half of the proverb hmm. is startling because it talks about how we treat the poor. And if we take advantage of them, if we abuse them, if we in some way oppress them, we don't just harm them. We offend God. That's, right. That's a really important idea.
1: It's a really important idea, and it shows up all through the Hebrew canon and even into the New Testament. This theme that God cares for the poor... And so God calls God's people to do the same. And so we see passages all throughout the literature that tell us, take care of the poor and needy, care for the widow and the orphan, Mm -hmm. Um, support the alien, because you were once aliens who uh, were in Egypt and I brought you out so I could bring you in. But this notion that people who are in need are the people who... God is calling us to support, care for, encourage, and help is something you cannot get away from in the Scripture.
0: And when you talk about these people in need, it's another way of saying these people who are vulnerable exactly. because poverty makes you vulnerable in a way that persons with material well-being are not vulnerable Mm -hmm. and that's another important dimension I think of this biblical truth and as we speak about the Old Testament and the New I think it's so important always to remember that Jesus as he stands up to define himself in his own hometown quotes famously from Isaiah Mm -hmm. but he says you know the spirit of the Lord God is upon me to preach good news to the poor poor." Mm -hmm. he wants to help the oppressed be set free. Mm -hmm. He is proclaiming the acceptable year, the favorable year of the Lord. He wants the blind to be able to see again. I mean, his whole direction of ministry and engagement with the world into which he walked is first directed to people who are vulnerable.
2: Upside down, isn't it, on how you would expect?
0: It's exactly. It's not what we would imagine Mm -hmm. uh, the king of kings and lord of lords uh, to come into this world and engage, but that's what he did.
1: And the king of this world came into this world as a poor, defenseless, Mm -hmm. weak, Vulnerable baby born to this unwed mother and in this backwater town in some sort of stable where they kept the animals. I mean, that's a profound theological statement
0: right there. And so the second part of our proverb today kind of looks at the other side of that coin. If you oppress the poor, you're insulting God. But on the other hand, if you help the poor, you honor Him. Mm-hmm. And I know some of us sometimes wrestle with how do I honor God? You know, what shall I do? shall I buy one more stained glass window or or invest in one more pipe organ? And I don't mean to diminish the value of those great works of art. And, you know, God is honored by beautiful things also that we sacrifice to to give to him. But in the most elemental way, if I want to honor God, this proverb, this scripture tells me, think about ways to help the poor, people who are vulnerable. And when I do that... I'm not just helping them. I'm honoring God, their Maker, and mine, which brings us to Freedom Sunday because Freedom Sunday is a part of a larger all-the-year-through initiative called the Chog Traffic Light, and we here at CBH, here at Viewpoint, are aligned with, we're part of the family that owns Chog Traffic Light as an initiative to fight sex trafficking. And that's why, Abby, we're so glad you're here today because you are, are able to translate this proverb, and you're able to work with others who are actually translating this proverb into real time, setting people free. And as we engage you, Abby, in a kind of description of what the traffic light is doing and how people can come alongside, let's just pause here for a moment to remember that when you're fighting sex trafficking, you're helping to set free the poor. Kimberly, you work on this front, too. I know you have very deep engagements with a ministry called Stripped Love, which works in the adult entertainment and and strip club business uh, here in North America. And wouldn't you say that no matter what people think when they drive by, the women who work those clubs, they're not getting rich off it. They're poor.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. The women that I work with never grew up dreaming to be uh, exotic dancers. We're uh, founded and grounded here in central Indiana. And um, in the county where we work, we have a poverty statistic of something like 25%. And so what is true is this becomes a very realistic option for young women who are typically unwed mothers and have children for a way for them to not have to pay child care because maybe there's someone at home who can keep the child during the evening. They can work at the evening and in the evening and sort of earn this uh, meager uh, wage to keep their lives afloat. So everyone always asks me, Don't the people in these clubs sort of frown on you and look down on what you do? But the truth is, in our situation, because our uh, communities are so impoverished, there is just never an end to women who are lined up at the door to get in to have a place uh, to do this work. As many as women we can get out, there are that many lined up to come in and take those places because women are desperate because this is a place where women and children live in poverty. So it feeds the system.
0: And it actually leads to trafficking. Again, this is another, I think, misunderstanding because that economic need that desperate poverty can set you up to be vulnerable beyond just dancing. And pretty right. soon you can find yourself mm-hmm. in a scenario where you where you have to sell yourself. The most intimate and personal parts of your being are suddenly meat on a counter for someone else who's willing to buy. There's an economic mm-hmm. driver in... Mm-hmm sex trafficking, and we must not forget that. And that's why this proverb is so relevant. And we're not just talking about the adult entertainment industry in this country as you have engaged there, Kimberly, but prostitution, for instance, no matter where you are in the world, the people who are drawn into the trade are more often than not, almost absolutely all the time, people who are economically dispossessed, Mm -hmm. who find themselves vulnerable, who may be reaching for some help and find themselves enslaved. So Freedom Sunday, which is all about setting people free, free from this terrible sex traffic trade is right in line with this overarching theme of Scripture which has been captured in this one proverb. And when we come back, Abby, we want to talk about the Chalk Traffic Light and how it's actually bringing this proverb to life.
3: Help me, God, I'm scared And I'm unprepared to face the night alone Hear me, hear my prayer My soul it aches and I have nowhere to go Help me God In this dark hour I know only the power that made the stars Can my heart
0: As you're listening to Viewpoint today, we want you to know that we're always glad to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question or a comment. Maybe you just want to share something with us. Please remember this number. We'll give it to you again at the end of the broadcast. But just now, write this down. 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and 7 days a week. We're by the phone. And we so much would love to hear from you. We have with us today Abby Knowles, who leads the Chog traffic light. The Traffic Light is an initiative that's been about one and a half years in the game, helping people band together to set people free, set people free from sex trafficking. And uh, it's been a fundraising initiative as well as a partnership with a league of ministries and uh, people who have been anointed by God to step up and set people free. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an illustration of something that the traffic light has helped make happen in the last year, Abby? Sure, Jim.
2: Um, again, thank you so much for letting me be a part. And I'm so anxious to hear the stories that come from Freedom Sunday. I know that there's such an opportunity of having this kind of one week of emphasis for us to continue to educate Um, and awaken our church to what's going on all around them in their communities and their churches. And then my hope this year is they begin to feel empowered to make differences um, around them. And so I'm anxious to hear the stories that come even in the next couple of weeks. But um, it has been a a year-and-a-half journey. This has been something I'm learning about along the way as well. My gifts are often more an organization, and I became a student of the cause through the process. And obviously my heart has broken over and over again as you hear the stories of of the realities um, of what's taking place. Um, I think my heart is most moved in the moment uh, by what's happening in Berlin and our partner organization, Pink Door, and, and the good work of Rhonda Phillips and the team that she's brought around her. They have dreamed for years They've seen the need existing in Berlin. It's a unique city that is really a thoroughfare. It's um, a
0: crossroads of all of Europe.
2: Absolutely. And what they see often now is you know, Eastern European, oftentimes women, uh, what we find and we're learning more and more is when situations are uneasy and you know, need for uh, people to get out, refugees, people needing to resettle, things like that need to happen oftentimes women and children become the first victims in that. Mm-hmm. And, and trafficking becomes, it's, it's unreal how people can take advantage.
0: The refugees are so vulnerable, women and children especially.
2: The most. And I think Rhonda's heart began to see so many women that did not choose to be on the streets of Berlin. And, and
0: let's say that prostitution is legal in mm-hmm. Germany. So it's it's not undercover in the way it might be in some other countries or communities where our listeners are hearing us today. So she's seen people in the trade, but she's discovering that even though it's lawful, yeah. they're yeah. not there by choice.
2: Absolutely. I think her her greatest desire was to see a space for women to have the chance to reflect, to be able to kind of own again who they were and what choices they might want to have moving forward. And this New Start Cafe was, I think, the first leg Mm -hmm. of this dream. And they. And this is
0: a kind of a drop-in center in Berlin, where women who are in the trade can just step off the street and take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. That's the New Start Cafe.
2: Yes, yes.
0: Which led to the next step of the pink door.
2: You got it. And years in the making, this place which is now in existence as of the last couple of weeks, um, a home on the outskirts of Berlin, where they can house up to six, seven, eight women p- potentially that have made the decision to turn their back on any sort of um, consistency, any sort of income that they've gotten used to, and really take that first bold step towards their freedom. Um, they're taking that and they're they're moving into this home. The first woman, um, as a part of the pink door, stayed in that home last week. Mm. The official launch of this will take place on February 6th. And
0: And what you're describing, Abby, is so extraordinary that most people couldn't comprehend unless you actually went to Berlin, but I've been there. Mm -hmm. And the sense of, of women who actually have no other options. You know, we think, well, you have an option, go get a job at McDonald's or something, but it's not like that. Yeah. If you're a refugee or you're from Eastern Europe where it's been you economically depressed, yeah. someone maybe has taken your documents. You're afraid to go to the authorities because they might deport you and you don't know where you'll go. You have no means. So where you sleep at night, you're wholly beholden to the man yeah. or the system that essentially owns you mm. and you have to produce for them. And even as you sell yourself, you don't profit by it. You hand over the mm-hmm. money, the the euros in Berlin's case, to someone else. And what you're describing now is these women now have a chance to say, that's not the life I want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be trapped in this. Yeah. I want to pursue other things. And it's all in Jesus' name because yeah. when they come in contact with the New Start or the Pink Door, Jesus is always in the mix.
2: Yep. And I just, I'm so grateful for women like... Rhonda, who can see what's happening, they can assess it. They can see it with the heart of Jesus and the compassion of Jesus. And at the same time, they see the constructs, and they know that this is going to be a fight. If we're going to really do this, if we're going to engage, it's going to take time. It's going to take planning. It's going to take resources. And she has done years' worth of work. She's gathered the team, the social workers, the the folks um, governmentally that need to be on board with this sort of thing for it to really, really happen and, and be effective She's done the hard work, and I'm so excited for her that the doors are opening. And the fruit of that labor over so many years is really going to start to take off.
0: And you're describing a project that in the last year and a half has been made possible in no small way because of the Chalk Traffic Light.
2: Oh, my goodness. Because—
0: yes. Hundreds of thousands of dollars have come into the traffic light, and some of that has been invested in the pink door. It would not be opening. You would not be telling the story were it not for those who have already invested in the traffic light from last year's Freedom Sunday. And even now, this week, people can step up and be a part. Is that fair?
1: Absolutely. I remember a year and a half ago when we sat around the table and started dreaming about what Chog traffic light would be and how it would take off. And I remember Rhonda Um, being around the table and having this dream of a safe home for women in trafficking. Safe homes for women coming out of uh, the trade are very rare Mm -hmm. across the world and in the United States, but uh, so beautiful to have watched Mm -hmm. uh, her heart and her awareness of how this was happening in her city for it to begin with a a relational ministry, just being friends, inviting people in, Mm -hmm. a cup of cold water, right, and in many cases, a warm coffee, and uh, becoming safe people so that these women then uh, would trust them and and look to them for help, and dreaming strategically about what would happen if we could have a safe place for these women to go and transition into a new life. And so today, that's a reality.
0: And the pink door is just one illustration of this terrific dimension of the fight. And so. The Child Traffic Light has helped make that happen. Mm -hmm. It's also come alongside a similar kind of a ministry in Wichita, Kansas called the Hope Ranch, which is a residential program to allow people to make choices, women who have been enslaved and Mm -hmm. trafficked. And, of course, Kimberly, your ministry at Strip Love, the one that you have so much heart and passion for, and others like One Heart in Dayton Mm -hmm. and Church on the Street, all deal with people who need that safe place to land as a way out to freedom. Mm -hmm. And then we have the shelter in India, which doesn't actually so much take women off the street, but it provides an alternative course Mm. for young girls in India who could easily be sold into the trade Mm -hmm. because of their desperate poverty, Mm. were it not for the shelter, which we're now constructing, ground has broken on doubling practically the capacity of the shelter in India so that these precious young children who might otherwise be sold because there's no other way to survive, now they have a place that is safe Mm -hmm. and loving where they can find life and grow to be women who have choices and options in Jesus' name. Yeah. There's so much to be said and so much good that's been done. The traffic light, so far, how much money do you think has come in?
2: We've had over $620,000 come in our door. And in the midst of you know the, the, the campaign and still trying to raise this $1 million goal, hit that $1 million goal, we've sent out over $250,000 um, already in the midst. And I I hope people can hear through our voices um, how much difference has been made even in a year. Um, What's been possible this year that wasn't possible the year before because of, honestly, some really amazing stories of sacrifice from small communities in South Dakota all the way to, you know, monstrous sort of um, donations from a whole group of youth in Florida um, that have decided that this is going to be what they're going to tackle for this year. And I couldn't be more proud of the Church of God and and how they've come around this, and they've uh, been dedicated to educating one another. But I think even more than that, the stories of sacrifice have just overwhelmed me.
0: And the traffic light has a first chapter, what I call the first chapter budget of $1 million. And what we're praying for and hoping for is this Freedom Week, this Freedom Sunday week, that people will rally around and Mm -hmm. help push us all the way up from what has already come in to reach that goal because there are still great ministries and Mm -hmm. projects and initiatives that could be funded. And there are so many people waiting to be set free and folks listening to us today Don't forget the scripture that we started with. Make sure that you are not one who oppresses the poor because you are insulting God, and that is something to fear. On the other hand, those who help the poor honor God, and right now, help us honor God. You can go to the website, chogtrafficlight.org, and you can go right there today and make a gift, and you can help us reach that goal. And I promise you, there will be even more stories to tell people that you don't see, can't know in this lifetime, but who will someday call you blessed because they found freedom, mm-hmm. because you sacrificed. Go to your church, go to your pastor, talk it up in your Bible study, in your Sunday school class, where the people are that you work, at school, wherever you are. If you want to know how you can help, go to chalktrafficlight.org and be a part. We sometimes say, are you in? Yes, we are. We're in. You know, wherever you are in life today, you may be struggling. You may feel oppressed. You may not have been trafficked, but you still feel oppressed. Or maybe you have been trafficked, and you've stumbled onto this program, and God brought you here. Wherever you are in life, I want you to know God knows who you are, and He knows your name. And His intention, His desire, His thirst is for you to be free and whole. And He has people who are working to that end, and He sent His Son into this world to make it happen. How do you react. What do you do next? Before you do anything, pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you do know us and care for us and that you are the author of every good and perfect gift. And we acknowledge, Lord, that this world is stained and soiled and bruised by sin, by wrongdoing, by greed and by lust and by all kinds of things that cause people to do things that you never created them to do. And we know that there are some who suffer by it, many who do, and in a way we all suffer by it even though we have not been physically ourselves touched. And we pray, Lord, that for all who are joining us in this prayer right now, that you will provide hope and a way forward. For anyone who is enslaved right now, we pray, Lord, that you will open a door to freedom. And I pray that that will come within 30 days. I pray, Lord, for anyone who wants to join the fight, that they will today make a decision, be impressed, to sacrifice, to give, to do something, to honor the poor and honor you. I pray, Lord, that you will help all of us to not take our eye off the ball. And even as this Freedom Sunday week comes and goes, that we might continually be engaged in this most elemental of causes to set people free so they do not have to sell themselves for other people's profit. We thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer. And we thank you for your son, Jesus, who has come into this world to make us holy and to make us filled with hope and to give us life. May he be praised as we pray in his name. Amen. If you'd like to know more about the God of whom we speak, about the cause of the traffic light, if you'd like to know more about anything you've heard today, give us a call. Remember the number, one 800 757 View. That's 1 800 757 8439. And Kimberly, we've already given out the chogtrafficlight.org web address. And people, we want you to feel free to go there. But if you want to know more about this broadcast, there is a web address. What is that one?
1: That's right. You can contact us at cbhviewpoint.org. Send us a message and we'll reply by email.
0: And we'll also have a link there right to Traffic Light if you want to follow up. Or at the last, if you prefer, just send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, whether you go online, or whether you send us a letter by post, please let us hear from you. Abby, thanks for the work you do. Thanks for being with us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: And Kimberly, thank you for the work you do and for being a part of our Viewpoint team.
1: Oh, my privilege. Thank you.
0: And we thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll be with us again next week as we have a sequel to this program where we continue unfolding and unpacking this great work which helps set people free. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.